Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. The Republican crusade against Disney, Bud Light, and climate-friendly Wall Street investing practices may be hitting its political ceiling. Recent polls show that the public, including many Republican primary voters, aren't that interested in GOP politicians attacking corporations for integrating climate and social goals into their business plans. So today, Politico's Jordan Woolman breaks down why attacking sustainable investing isn't a winning issue for the GOP right now, and more. It's Thursday, September 7th. I think that for a lot of voters, the term ESG or the term woke, quote unquote, means so many things to different people or means nothing at all to certain people. And so it's a really sort of testing ground for Republicans who are looking to run a campaign centered on those two ideas about anti-woke or anti-ESG. It's really a test to see, you know, can they break through with voters in introducing almost like a new sort of like lexicon here? We've seen now a slew of data, public opinion polling, show that it's just not resonating. It's not hitting home with Democrats, independents, and Republicans. Even Republican primary voters who you would think maybe might be most susceptible to adopting an ideology of corporations and institutions taking too far of a leftward tilt, they're just not biting here. There certainly are concerns about how corporations and institutions treat some culture war type issues or treat environmental and social issues. But when it comes down to it, you know, the central tension here is Republicans have been the party of small government, not wanting to get involved in how businesses operate. And here you have a total, you know, 180 where some Republicans are proposing, no, we need to have a stricter hold on what businesses can and can't do. And and that's just running into some major headwinds. And I'm wondering how GOP politicians themselves are reacting to this data. You know, should we expect to see more anti-ESG sentiment, especially during this campaign season, given this data? I think that we're seeing a mix. I think that you have, especially at the state level, where this whole anti-ESG movement took root, these Republicans have been allied for decades with bankers and the financial sector more broadly. Here, they're totally shifting the rhetoric on voters. Like I said earlier, that's really just a mindset shift where now it's, you know, Wall Street is bad. Financial firms are liberal and woke. And that's just not in line with with the party's platform over the past several decades. So in terms of how Republican politicians are viewing this data, I think that if you were subscribing to the mindset that big financial firms and big companies in general are forcing a liberal ideology down consumers' throats, the people I've spoken with aren't changing that mindset. And they sort of actually admit that this is a big mindset shift and they need to wake voters up to what these big companies are doing and that it takes time to gain traction and that maybe that isn't yet reflected in polling, but that you know as this issue gets highlighted in more and more high-profile manners, like, of course, the presidential campaign, Voters will, quote unquote, come around to their ideas. 
but still, you know, others, again, sort of indicative of the divide right now in the Republican Party on so many issues. This is just proof for other Republicans that, hey, this is not a winning messaging idea and probably should be scrapped altogether. And the first Republican presidential debate, this issue didn't come up at all. And I think that that might say something, too, on this. And as you mentioned, this anti-ESG movement originally took root at the state level, and it's also seeing roadblocks there as well now. Can you talk a bit more about what you're seeing there within the states? Absolutely. This is one of the most fascinating aspects of this whole thing. Deep red states like Mississippi and North Dakota in the past year have had their most aggressive anti-ESG legislation either watered down or killed altogether. Groups like the American Bankers Association have been particularly effective at leveraging their longstanding relationships with traditional Republicans to beat back against some of this anti-ESG rhetoric and policy. In another sort of related manner, the American Legislative Exchange Council, which is a group of conservative state lawmakers, now twice has declined to endorse certain anti-ESG measures. What that group does is they will put their stamp of approval on a quote-unquote model bill that will then sort of get fast-tracked among Republican state lawmakers in states. And twice now they have not endorsed a key anti-ESG bill. I think that it's clear that the anti-ESG movement has headwinds, you know, even if they're sort of able to raise ruckus about it, when it comes to the policy, it's really been an uphill battle. So it sounds like efforts around the policy itself and legislation, those efforts are stalling. But you're also reporting that the politicization of corporate America's climate and social goals is having a market impact. How big of a deal is that impact? So it's sort of funny. It's like, on one hand, they are sort of getting corporations to be scared, to be skittish about making these lofty announcements about their you know, latest emissions reduction goal, for instance. They might not be screaming about it anymore because their clients may not be comfortable in the political spotlight here as Republicans have, have shunned that spotlight on this issue. You do have Republican states pulling back billions of dollars worth of business from BlackRock and other firms. You have large companies admitting that they're experiencing ESG backlash and expecting it to get more intense over the next few years. There's definitely a sort of corporate rethink here about how to be a responsible company that does right by its customers, but they are sort of forced now to walk this tightrope and consider this balancing act here where Republicans are going to scream at you and sort of cause a ruckus if they feel like you are you are losing sight of the mission. I think that's sort of their broader theme here is that they sort of feel that companies, big companies now are choosing a liberal agenda over profit seeking. And so it's definitely caused companies to rethink how they how they balance all that. Also, the Interior Department on Wednesday said it will cancel oil drilling leases that the Trump administration sold in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. The move will protect more than 10 million federally owned acres in the state's petroleum reserve from development. And it also marks the latest step in decades of political jousting over the Arctic refuge. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. 
I'm Katherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.